हरे कृष्णा अ वॉम वेलकम टू ऑल ऑफ यू फॉर टूडेज गीता लाइव सेशन द टॉपिक फॉर द डे इज आर्ट ऑफ टॉलरेंस इन लाइफ ऑल ऑफ अस विल एनकाउंटर सिचुएशंस वेर वी कैन डू समथिंग अबाउट दैम वी कैन ब्रिंग अबाउट सम चेंजेस there will also be situations there also will be circumstances which we would have no option but to tolerate what to tolerate what to put efforts so that we can bring about a change in that situation in that circumstances let us understand this from the divine instructions of lord shri krishna in the bhagavad gita before we get into this discussion let's all join together offer prayers together and seek the blessings of shri prabhupad lord chaitanya and lord krishna to bless us with the right understanding <clears throat> nama om vishnu padaya krishna prasthaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषाशून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभुनिनंदीअद्वैतगदाधरा शिवासादी गौरभक्तवृंदा नमो महावदनियाय कृष्णा प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य नाम्ने गौरतुषे नमः नमो ब्रह्मणे देवाय गो ब्राह्मणे हिताय च जगद्धिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नमः हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचाकूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीतना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे हरे इट्स अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग टॉपिक टुडे द आर्ट ऑफ टॉलरेंस वी सी लॉट ऑफ पीपल शॉर्ट टेम्पर्ड many people get agitated very soon and we have people 
often having high blood pressure, stressed out, because not, not able to deal with situations or circumstances. So today we are going to discuss four important aspects. I will categorize my discussion today in four aspects. First we will cover why tolerance is important. Why it is important to hone our ability to tolerate things, to tolerate people, to tolerate situations. Why it is important? That is the first part. Second, we will discuss what to do when we encounter situations or circumstances which are very, very trying. It really shakes us up. We get agitated. What should we do? What should be our thinking? What should be our feeling? How we should act in such situations? Keeping in mind the instructions of the Lord. Knowing that we all are trying to become devotees, how an ideal devotee should behave in such circumstances. We'll talk about that. Third, we'll talk about what if we come across people who are irritating us, who are harming us, who are troubling us. How do we deal with such people? Should we just tolerate or should we retaliate or should we just give them back, give back what they are doing to us? So we'll discuss that. And last but not the least, when we should not tolerate. Scriptures don't expect us that come what may, no matter what a person does to us, we just simply tolerate. There are situations, there are circumstances where even exalted devotees, they also did not tolerate. So what are those situations where it is legitimate, where it is right, where it is okay to retaliate, to not tolerate. So we'll talk about that. So these are the four important aspects which we're going to cover today. So first, why tolerance is important? I'll start with the verse from the Bhagavad Gita. This is in the fifth chapter, 23rd verse, where Krishna says, before giving up this present body, so Krishna is giving us a goal for our lifetime. Many times, you know, we have five-year goal, we have three-year goal, we have a yearly goal. So this is what we have to achieve in this lifetime, Krishna is saying. Before giving up this present body, if one is able to tolerate the urges of the material senses and check the forces of desire, and anger, he is a yogi and he is happy in this world. All of us want to be happy. A common denominator in our lives is we want to be happy. Everyone is seeking happiness. Details may vary, professions may vary, 
nationality, gender might vary, but each one of us are trying to achieve happiness and which is lasting in nature, which endures. That is our desire. So here Krishna is saying in the fifth chapter, if one is able to tolerate the urges of the senses and check the forces of desire and anger, then one will be able to experience happiness in this world. So check the force of desire, the force of anger, the urges of the senses and the mind. So we have five senses, five knowledge acquiring senses, five working senses and all of these senses have urge. Each sense is desiring something, some gratification. And then we have many, many desires. And if the desires are not getting met, then we get frustrated, we get angry. So Krishna is saying one who can control the urges of the senses and control his desires and anger, he can be happy in this world. So why tolerance is important? Control the urges, tolerate the urges of the mind and the senses. Krishna is saying, that will lead to you experiencing happiness in this world. That is what we are looking for. So Krishna is giving us a hint, tolerance is so important if we want to experience happiness in this world. Second, generally when we get something desirable, we become happy. It is very natural. We want something and we get that thing, we become happy. And when we get something undesirable, we are distressed. All of us want good health, but suddenly a disease comes and then we are in pain, we are distressed. But if we are actually in spiritual position, these things will not agitate us. To reach that stage, we have to practice unbreakable devotional service. Right now, we all are on a roller coaster ride, sometimes happy, sometimes distressed, sometimes we experience fame and then at times experience infamy, pleasure, pain, these are all dualities of this material world. But here Krishna is giving us a formula where you can experience lasting happiness. Not that sometimes we are happy, sometimes we are in pain, sometimes we are distressed, sometimes we are experiencing happiness. We all have a longing, a desire to experience lasting happiness, happiness which lasts, which endures. So here Krishna is giving us that we can achieve this by elevating ourselves to a spiritual position, elevating our consciousness, whereby we are unaffected, we are equipoised in happiness and distress. Now somebody might say our life will become very monotonous. 
it's not so in fact we will experience happiness which endures that's what we are longing for that's what we are aspiring for so krishna is saying that can be achieved if we elevate ourselves to a spiritual position spiritual consciousness and that can happen by practicing devotional service which are the aspects of devotional service we have discussed in our previous session nine aspects shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam these all are nine forms in which we can serve the lord then we don't have to struggle to tolerate many times you know we have to struggle to tolerate we are not able to tolerate we are getting agitated we know it is wrong but we can't help it if we are in spiritual consciousness then we don't have to struggle that tolerance that equanimity will be a natural consequence of that spiritual consciousness shila prabhupad in 1977 when his health was deteriorating and he was in vrindavan his organs were not doing well kaviraj a doctor was treating him and a time came when shila prabhupad even stopped eating from body perspective perspective of this body it was there was a lot of pain but prabhupad's consciousness was completely unaffected by that pain he was very very krishna conscious even till the last date he was dictating bhakti vedanta purports on a dictaphone that is the meaning of an acharya one who shows by example to talk is easy but to walk the talk is not so easy sushila so prabhupad demonstrated that how in spite of inconveniences in this body in spite of the body full of pain one can be unaffected by such pain and be conscious of the lord this is from a conversation with shila prabhupad this was in new york 1966 because we are foolish we are trying to adjust things that is our foolishness just like a railway carriage you are being transported from one place to another suppose it is crowded so instead of adjusting the crowd better tolerate for few hours and get down and go to your destination similarly we may have many dangerous spots in this material life but if we are preparing ourselves to go back to krishna in krishna consciousness then these things will not be cared for they come and go let them happen it's a very very nice example just like we are traveling from one city to another in a train prabhupad gives this wonderful example if there is some inconvenience let's say you didn't get a seat proper seat to sit or the the bogey is quite unclean 
you tolerate you don't try to settle down peacefully in that you will not put extra effort to settle down very comfortable in the bogey knowing very well that in next one hour anyway you have to get down so likewise to settle down peacefully and make invest all time energy to make this place comfortable is not a wise thing. Srila Prabhupada is saying that we have the goal of human form of life is to extricate ourselves from this repeated cycle of birth and death and go back to our original home, the kingdom of God. If that is the goal, keeping that goal in mind, we should not invest a lot of time and energy in settling down peacefully in this material world. Little bit of inconvenience we tolerate. We don't spend our time and energy in adjusting things. But our time and energy should go in doing the ultimate thing and that is to extricate ourselves. Some bit of inconvenience we tolerate. Just like it is very practical that if we did not get a seat in a train which is you know going to reach the destination in next one hour it's okay to tolerate and you will tolerate keeping in mind that my destination is just one hour from this place if we don't have that understanding the very fact that this is a journey I don't have to permanently be in this train makes us endure some bit of difficulties we encounter in the bogey knowing that anyway I have to get down. Same is the case when we elevate our consciousness we will have that understanding. This is the definition of sadhu, a saint. Who is a saint? A saint is called very tolerant, tolerant, tolerant to the utmost. So. We briefly discuss why it is important to tolerate. Only if we tolerate the urges of our senses, the urges of our mind, our desires, anger, we will experience happiness in this world. Then Srila Prabhupada also says that yes, when we elevate our consciousness and we are situated on a spiritual platform, Tolerance will become easy, we will be equipoised in pleasure and pain, fame and infamy. In fact, Arjuna asked Krishna, what are the symptoms of a person who is sthita who is self-realized? And then Krishna mentions, for such a person, he is equipoised. Samadarshi and then <clears throat> Prabhupada also mentions that a sadhu is a person who is extremely tolerant. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Shistakshita mentions that a devotee should be like a tree. Trinad api suni chena taror api sahisuna. Taror means tree, sahisuna means tolerant like a tree. We all know that tree, how people throw stones at the tree, it gives fruit. 
it gives shade in hot summer season people can sit underneath the tree and then people cut the trees and it gives the bark it gives the the the, the branches are used for firewood it gives the wood which is used for making so many things so the whole life of a tree is all about tolerance and therefore chaitanya mahaprabhu says a devotee should learn to be tolerant like a tree now we'll discuss what should we do what should be our thinking thinking leads to feeling and then it leads to willing which is actions all actions are preceded by some thoughts so what should we do when we encounter difficulties or challenges in life what should be our thinking what should be our feeling what should be our willing what action should we take with what consciousness with what thoughts what feelings so here this is in the second chapter 14th verse krishna says o son of kunti the non permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of summer and winter season they arise from sense perception o sayana bharata and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed just like we have summer seasons we have rainy season we have winter season when we are in a summer season we know that another couple of months the spring season will start then the winter season will start we know that season will change it's not going to be summers throughout the year likewise krishna is saying just like the seasons come and go likewise happiness and distress will come and go while we are experiencing distress we should learn to tolerate without being disturbed while we are experiencing joy happiness learn to tolerate it won't last this too shall pass this reminds me of a story a king called his minister and he said can you get me something which i give to someone and if that person is very very happy he will start experiencing sadness and the same thing if i give to another person who is experiencing misery or pain in his life he'll become happy so the minister was quite perplexed the same thing you give to one person a happy person will become sad and give to a person who is sad he'll become happy so it's quite perplexed what is that thing what is that one thing common thing which can be given to a person which will make a sad person happy and a happy person sad he thought for a while and since he was quite intelligent the king expected that no one would be able to figure out what is that thing but finally this minister came back to the king with a ring and said this is the ring 
which if you give to a person who is happy, he will experience sadness and vice versa. The king was quite amused. He looked at the ring and guess what was there itched on the ring. Itched on the ring was the words, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. When we are excited, we think that this excitement will last. It doesn't. When we are very depressed, very morose, going through some rough phase, we get a feeling that this will last, this will continue like this and we, we become concerned, we become anxious, we become worried. This too shall pass. And Krishna gives a very nice example of changing seasons. Just like seasons change, likewise happiness and distress will come and go. Krishna is advising us, learn to tolerate without being distressed, without being disturbed. So this is first practical instruction from the Gita, second chapter. Krishna is not giving us that once you become devotee, there won't be any distress. Yes, we have to learn to tolerate and when we elevate ourselves to a spiritual consciousness, spiritual platform, then it will be easy for us to tolerate, we will be equipoised. Even if there is danger or suffering in Krishna consciousness, we should tolerate it. We should even welcome such danger. So this is the thinking part, what, how a devotee should perceive a dangerous situation, a distressful situation, a problematic situation. We should even welcome such danger and we should pray to Krishna. Now Srila Prabhupada is telling us <coughs> how a devotee should pray. Tatte anukampam susumikshamano. What should be our prayer? What should be our thinking? My dear Lord, it is your mercy that I have been put in this dangerous position. See, devotee means change of dress. It's very easy to shave the head, to have tilak just takes half an hour. But devotee means change of consciousness, change of thinking. So what should be the thinking of a devotee? Generally in this material world with material consciousness we think why me? Why I should suffer? Why Lord is giving me so much of misery? Does a devotee think that Oh Lord, I am grateful to you for taking me through this situation. It is your mercy because of which I have been put in this dangerous position. That is the viewpoint of a devotee. He doesn't regard danger as danger. Tatte Anukampa, he thinks that dangerous situation is a mercy of the Lord, sanctioned by the Lord for his betterment. 
Rather, he thinks it is Krishna's mercy. Bhunjana evatma kritam vipakam. Because of my past activities, now it is not just to somehow reconcile. It's a fact. All of us suffer either because of our karma or it is a very, very special mercy of the Lord. These are the only two reasons why we suffer. We have examples of even pure devotees apparently suffering. It may not be because of their karmic reactions. It could be, in fact, it is because of the special mercy of the Lord. So devotee thinks that, oh Lord, I should be suffering much, much more because of all the wrong deeds I have done in this life and in my previous lives. Some I am able to remember and some I am not able to even recollect or remember. It's a fact that as you sow, so shall you reap. So rather than blaming the Lord, blaming others, he understands that I am suffering because of my own karma. And he thanks the Lord, O oh Lord, in fact, I should be suffering much, much more. But what you are giving me is a token reaction. You are mitigating that suffering and giving me only a little. In other words, by the grace of Krishna, devotee may receive only a token punishment. Material consciousness means I should not be suffering this. Why me? Whereas spiritual consciousness means that actually I am so fallen. I have committed so many sins knowingly and unknowingly. I should be suffering much, much more. Oh Lord, you are so kind. You are giving me a token reaction. So it is the change of consciousness, change of thinking, the change of how we perceive that same situation. On the battle of Kurukshetra, Arjuna said to Krishna, Now, I agree that to speak, to talk about, it's very easy. But to practice it in our daily lives, suppose somebody is diagnosed with some fatal disease, to say, Krishna, it is your mercy upon me, it may not be very easy. Yes, theoretically we can understand that we have to suffer our karmic reactions. So here in the battle of Kurukshetra, we know the immortal words of Bhagavad Gita were spoken by Krishna to Arjuna. In the second chapter, Krishna talks about Atma and he explains that how the Atma is transmigrating from one body to another and we are not that, we are not this body. And the very fact that we are not the body, we shouldn't be too attached to it, too attached to the body and everyone in relationship with this body. So after the battle of Kurukshetra, finally we know that the Pandavas became victorious and eventually Bhishma, Bhishma 
was lying on the bed of arrows and all the Pandvas and the Lord were assembled around him and Arjuna and all the Pandvas in fact were very grief stricken because they were very very attached to Bhishma although Bhishma was with the, with the with Duryodhan side of Kauravas fighting against the Pandavas but still all the Pandavas were very very attached to Bhishma Pitama. So when Bhishma was leaving his body Arjuna spoke these words to Krishna these are very very these are the kind of feelings which you also will have saying that it's easy to speak but difficult to practice it is not practical. Krishna is saying learn to tolerate without being disturbed. Yes, it's easy, but how to practice it? So here on the battle of Kurukshetra, Arjuna said to Krishna, whatever you are saying is all right. Like many of you will be thinking, yes, whatever you are saying, Swamiji, it's all right. We have to tolerate. Yes, we are suffering because of our somebody comes and troubles us. We can always think that, yes, I should be suffering much more. It's because of my bad karma. It's easy to rationalize like that. Whatever you're saying is so true. I am not this body. These are words of Arjuna. I'm not this body. It's easy to understand. But when I see that my son is dying or my grandfather is dying and that I am killing, how can I be solaced simply by knowing that they are not dying but that only their bodies are changing. See here Arjuna is, is talking like although he is a great devotee he is putting himself in the shoes of an ordinary man and he is saying although we are not this bodies but when my son is dying or my grandfather is dying and I am killing them, Arjuna, because he had fought this battle, how can I be solaced? How I can reconcile by knowing that they are not the bodies and that the bodies are only changing? Krishna gives example of Dehinosmin Yathade, just like in this life from childhood to boyhood to youth, the body is changing. Tatha Dehantra Prapte. Likewise, at the point of death, there is another change of body. And Dhiras Tatranam Huyati, a sober person, is not bewildered by such a change. So, Arjuna is asking, How am I to be solaced that just the body is changing and the person is not dying? I am accustomed to thinking of them with affection in terms of the body. Yes, I want them. I want them amidst us. I am accustomed to thinking of them with affection in terms of the body. And so there must be grief and suffering. So the grief and suffering is justified. How can you say that yes, the body is changing, the soul never dies. It is but natural to grieve and to suffer. So Arjuna is telling these words to Krishna. In other words, what Arjuna is saying is to say is easy, 
that we are not the body, we are a spirit. So that's what a common man also will feel. But in day-to-day -day life, when we encounter challenging situations, difficulties, it may not be very easy. We go through a lot of pain. If there's a death in the family, we get completely rattled. Even though we may know that we are not the body. So what did Krishna say? Krishna did not deny what Arjuna said. Yes, he replied. That's a fact. Because you are in a bodily concept of life, deeply entrenched in the thinking that I am the body, there must be suffering. You must tolerate it. That's all. There is no other remedy. As I mentioned, if we are in a spiritual platform, on a spiritual platform, what is spiritual platform? Aham Brahmasmi, I am a spirit soul. But we are not. We are trying to elevate ourselves to our spiritual platform. So long as we are in a material platform, thinking that we are the body, then we will suffer. We have no option but to tolerate that suffering. The suffering will come and it will affect us. So you must tolerate it. That's all. There is no other remedy. That's why it is very important for us in this human form of life, while we tolerate the pains, the challenges, the difficulties we encounter, we simultaneously elevate our consciousness to Krishna consciousness. This example I have shared in one of our previous sessions. Let's say a person is walking in a forest and forest is full of thorns, twigs, pebbles, stones and he is walking barefoot, he has lost his way in the forest. Suddenly he will be pricked with a thorn and he'll be in a pain, blood will start oozing out. Yes, he needs to tolerate that pain. He needs to somehow attend to that wound. But while he's doing that, he should also look for two things. How to get out of this forest? Because so long as in the forest, the thorns, the twigs, the pebbles will keep pricking him. And second, how I can have a relatively long-term solution by instead of every time putting a band-aid or dressing the wound, how I can wear some shoes or slippers so that I don't get pricked by the thorns. So, while we are in this material world, Krishna is saying that we elevate our consciousness, we tolerate and work towards the ultimate goal which is to come out of this forest, come out of this material existence and go back to our original home, the kingdom of God. So we will uh, talk more about the balance two points. The balance two points are very interesting, as I mentioned earlier. What should we think and do when someone 
harms us and it is quite evident to us that he is troubling me intentionally troubling me he is the cause of my problems what should be our thinking how should we act and the last thing is what should we not tolerate so we'll cover this little later we will now have kirtans request all of you to kindly join enthusiastically attend the kirtans get spiritually charged and then we come back to these two points mare krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare rama hare rama 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 hare hare
third point which we wanted to cover today is when we know that someone is harming us someone is troubling us we already have some questions uh, asked uh, on this particular aspect what if somebody is troubling us tolerance means that one should be practiced to bear insult and dishonor from others one should be practiced to bear insult and dishonor from others if one is engaged in advancement of spiritual knowledge there will be so many insults and dishonor from others it is said that when a person becomes a devotee more so when he takes to renounce order of life it is like a social suicide 
he is not respected. That's a different thing that finally after many, many years when he becomes very senior devotee or advanced devotee, then people respect. They touch the feet. But in general, when a person takes to spirituality, people are critical. They at time think that he is escaping from the reality. He is not able to cope up with the pressures of the real life. He is escaping the reality. So if one is engaged in advancement of spiritual knowledge, there will be so many insults and dishonor from others. That is expected because material nature is constituted in that way. Sometimes we have wrong expectations. So here we can set our expectation right. We are practicing Krishna consciousness. Then there will be challenges. People will pass some comments. They will criticize. When I was in the college, so there was another senior of mine who was one year senior to me. And uh, his name was Minocha. His surname was Minocha. And uh, he was very, very sincerely and seriously practicing Krishna consciousness. What inspired me was that whenever in the evening we would be going to a kiosk for having tea, coffee, post our, uh, <clears throat> uh, our college after the end of the day college uh, session. I would see him, we would pass through that room in the hostel where he was staying, this particular person and he was a gold medalist in his particular branch, very very good in his academics and I would see from the window that he would be at 6-7 in the evening when everyone is you know in a very relaxed mode he would be reading Bhagavad Gita you know typical that you have that wooden stand and the book in that he will be very carefully attentively reading Bhagavad Gita when there was a sports meet he came first he was good in sports he was good in academics he was a gold medalist and he was very, very sincerely practicing Krishna Consciousness. He was very, very bold. A lot of people used to tease me. In fact, people started teasing me. His name was Minocha. So people called me Junior Minocha. Because they also said that probably one day I'll be like him. He even has kept his hairs very short, although he was in the college. But he was very bold. What people were saying, he was very confident of what he was doing and he was marching ahead in his Krishna consciousness with full confidence in what he was doing. And when I saw that he's excelling in academics, he was a gold medalist and he's also sincerely practicing Krishna consciousness. Prima facie, one thing became very evident that what he is trying to practice is something genuine something serious because he's intelligent he's intelligent he can easily make out he is not a buddhu he's a branch topper he's a gold medalist 
He can easily make out what is worthwhile to invest his time and energy. In spite of he being so-called ostracized, sidelined, he was quite strong in his convictions. So that impressed me a lot. Even if devotees see the mischief mongers, they do not accuse them for the sufferings inflicted. Many times when we see somebody inflicting some pain on us, some misery, passing some critical comments, we blame that person and we say that he is the one who is making me miserable. And a normal behavior is we retaliate, we give back. But if you remember, in the previous point we discussed, a devotee thinks that when he goes through some pain or difficulty, he knows that he is going through this difficulty or suffering because of his own deeds. Yes, an immediate cause may be that person. But actually, he is just instrumental in delivering what is due to us. Just like, for example, if a person has taken a loan and he is not able to pay the money back to the bank, the bank will send someone to retrieve that amount, to claim that amount back. Now, we cannot, if that person who has come to collect the money, if he is using harsh words, we can't blame him. It's a fact that we have taken the money and maybe because we are not able to pay, the bank is taking the next steps which may be required. So even if we see mischief mongers, we do not accuse them for the suffering inflicted. They take it for granted that the mischief monger is made to act by some indirect cause and therefore they tolerate the suffering. Mischief monger may be an immediate cause but the ultimate cause is our own deeds, our karma. He tolerates the suffering thinking them to be God given in small doses for otherwise the suffering should have been much greater. We covered briefly this part. This is in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, 17th chapter. We should not be disappointed as Prahlad Maharaj never became disappointed although he was teased in so many ways. His father Hrinakashipu was chastised Prahlad Maharaj, tried to torment and trouble Prahlad Maharaj in so many ways. Somehow he wanted his son to stop this Krishna conscious business. He was served with poison, he was thrown amongst the serpents and he was thrown from the hill. He was put under the feet of an elephant. Imagine Prahlad Maharaj, small boy, his only apparent mistake was that he was practicing Krishna consciousness. He was thrown in a pit full of snakes, was tried to be trampled under the feet of elephants. In so many ways, therefore Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instructs, don't be disappointed. Kindly forbear, kindly tolerate. Trinad api suni chena tarod api sahisuna. Be more tolerant than a tree. One should be meek and humbler. 
more than a straw, a grass. Trinad, Trinad api sunichena, more tolerant than a grass. What happens to grass when we trample? Next moment, it comes back. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, if we have to chant the names of the Lord constantly, then we have to make a mala of this particular verse, Trinad api sunichena, Tarur api sahisnuna, with these words written and wear it around the neck so that it constantly reminds us that this should be our consciousness, this should be our attitude. There is a very interesting story in Srimad Bhagavatam about Chitra Ketu. Once it so happened that Chitra Ketu was wrongly cursed by Mother Parvati when he saw Mother Parvati and Lord Shiva in close proximity and he smiled. Mother Parvati felt insulted as if he is smiling sarcastically seeing them in close proximity. Mother Parvati cursed Chitraketu. Actually, Chitraketu was not smiling and it had no wrong intentions. But Mother Parvati cursed Chitraketu. Now, Chitraketu, what did he think? What did he feel? What did he do? Chitraketu said, Oh, Mother, you are now unnecessarily angry. But since all my happiness and distress are destined by my past activities, why are these pastimes there in the Srimad Bhagavatam to give us an example of what should a Vaishnava, a devotee think like? Although yes, it may be very difficult for us, but at least we should know that this is an ideal behavior, this is an ideal thinking we should aspire for. Just like a child when he goes to the school, you know, ultimately he has to be a graduate, he has to become a learned man. Although he may be in KG, he may be first standard, second standard, one day he has to aspire to be a graduate. So, oh mother, you are unnecessarily angry, but since all my happiness and distress are destined by my past activities, I do not plead to be excused or relieved from your curse. Although what you have said is not wrong, please let whatever you think is wrong be pardoned. Although he knows that she has chastised him unnecessarily, but he says whatever, if you feel that I have done a mistake, please pardon me. Rather than retaliating, knowing that all the happiness and distress we encounter is because of my past deeds. There is another example of Haridas Thakur, he is called Namacharya. He used to chant 18 hours a day. Although he was born in a Mohammedan family, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu called him Namacharya. He was so attached to the holy name of the Lord, constantly chanting the names of the Lord. Haridas Thakur was beaten with cane in 22 bazaars, but he was never disturbed. Now he can always say, I am chanting 18 hours, what mistake I have done, why Lord is taking me through such tribulations. He was beaten, caned in 22 marketplaces, but he never 
he was not disturbed. Instead, he smilingly tolerated the beating. Despite the disturbing dualities of this material world, devotees are not disturbed at all. If you remember, why the devotees are not disturbed? Because they are situated on a spiritual platform. Their thinking is spiritual. Their consciousness is, I am not this body, I am a spirit, Aham Brahmasmi. Because they fix their mind on the lotus feet of the Lord and concentrate on the holy name of the Lord, they do not feel the so-called pains and pleasure. By chanting the names of the Lord and by fixing the mind on the lotus feet, you come to the spiritual platform. You elevate your consciousness. They do not feel such pains and pleasures caused by the dualities of this material. Dualities of this material world means pains and pleasure. Fame and infamy, heat and cold, fame and infamy, dualities. So one will be equipoised. One does not feel the pains and pleasures caused by the dualities of this material world. This is in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 6th canto, 17th chapter. Envious people create many impediments to Krishna consciousness movement, but we have to tolerate them. See, many times people are acting out of ignorance. They themselves are miserable and they also try to make others miserable. There is no alternative but to be tolerant. One must be peaceful and depend on Krishna in all circumstances. These are the ornaments of a sadhu. That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also says, we have to be tolerant than a tree humbler than a blade of grass. When someone is inflicting pain on us, we should think, actually, the Lord has sanctioned this, but Lord is very kind. I am getting a token reaction. This person is an immediate cause. The ultimate cause is my own misdeeds, which I have done in this life and my previous lives. Lord is very kind. He has given me a token reaction. And if we are not on a spiritual platform, it will be difficult for us to tolerate. It will breed anger, retaliation, revenge, envy, fear, all these kind of emotions it will breed. But if you are on a spiritual platform, we can tolerate and in a very practical way with intelligence, whatever needs to be done to handle that situation, we can do it. So this is the third aspect. What if someone harms us? Yes, as a matter of duty, whatever needs to be done. Let's say for example, somebody steals something from us. As a matter of duty, we may have to go to the police. We may have to file a case or a complaint. But what should be our thinking? We cannot be fully boiling with anger. Happened is happened. But how do we reconcile? Yes. Whatever I am going through is because of my past deeds. Sometimes it so happens that we get overwhelmed with that situation and whatever needs to be done of filing a complaint, going to the police station, doing something to retrieve that money back, that also we don't do. 
And the last thing which we wanted to cover was what should we not tolerate? In one of our previous session which we talked about anger, we talked about rightful anger. In fact, sometimes it is justified for the parents to be angry with the children and not tolerate them, tolerate their wrong behavior. Sometimes punishment is justified. Just like we have rightful anger, there are occasions in which we should not tolerate. So the devotees are never inclined to counteract personal defamation. If suppose somebody criticizes me or criticizes that person, he should tolerate. He passes some comments, sarcastic remark or insults, tolerate. The devotees are never inclined to counteract personal defamation, curses, negligence, etc. As far as such things are concerned in personal affairs, the devotee do not care for them because he is on a spiritual platform. He is trying to control his mind, control his senses, control his anger, control his desires. He is working on some very noble projects. But in case of their being performed against the Lord and his devotees, then the devotees take very strong action. If it is insult to oneself, he tolerates. But if it is to the Lord and to other devotees, he should not tolerate. We have example of Nityananda Prabhu who was hurt by Jagai and Madai. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not tolerate. He became very angry. In fact, he wanted to kill those two brothers. But Nityananda Prabhu fell at his feet and pleaded to forgive them. One should be very meek and humble in his personal transactions and if insulted a Vaishnava should be tolerant and not get angry. So here there is a demarcation. If it is insult to oneself, one should tolerate. How do we tolerate? We think that I should be suffering much much more but Lord is giving me a token reaction and this person although he is an immediate cause but he is delivering what is due to me. But if the blasphemy is against one's guru or other Vaishnavas, one should be as angry as fire. I give the example of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I am sure what we have discussed uh, will bring forth many questions. In fact, we have a lot of questions which has come today. So we will spend the balance 20 minutes taking up these questions. This question is from Amita Srivastava. Sometimes I am unable to control anger. Please help me. It's a fact that when we start practicing Krishna consciousness, it is not that moment we start practicing Krishna consciousness, we will become perfect. It is not that the moment we get admitted in a hospital, we will get cured. So Prabhupada said we are in a spiritual hospital. We have started taking the medicine. It will take time for the material disease to subside. 
टिल सच टाइम वी हैव टू टॉलरेट उत्साह धैर्य एंड निश्चर वी हैव टू बी पेशेंट वी हैव टू बी एंथुजियास्टिक इन फॉलोइंग द प्रोसेस एंड वी हैव टू बी डिटर्मेंट यस इट्स अ फैक्ट दैट वेन वी एलिवेट इन कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस वील हैव बेटर कंट्रोल ओवर आर डिजायर्स बेटर कंट्रोल ओवर एंगर बेटर कंट्रोल ओवर सेंसेस एंड ऑन आर माइंड दिस क्वेश्चन इज फ्रॉम अभिषेक कुमार आई हैव अ क्वेश्चन फ्रॉम लास्ट सेशन रूट ऑफ ऑल फियर्स हाउ कैन वी गेट फियर गेट गेट फ्री फ्रॉम द फियर ऑफ पब्लिक स्पीकिंग यस वेन वी कम टू स्पिरिचुअल प्लेटफॉर्म we get freed from all kinds of fear but to give you a very very practical down to earth uh, advice there is a group called the toastmasters club it's there in practical all major cities of the world toastmasters club anyone can join it helps one hone up his public speaking skills and i have personally attended some of the sessions and i have seen people who are very very timid who are very fearful in speaking in public it provides an opportunity for a person to speak and other members encourage it's a nice platform where one can learn public speaking so please explore that possibility toastmasters club you can google and get more details this question is from boda ramarao sometimes i lose my sense because i become very angry especially when i hear unpleasant words towards my parents or family by other relatives so this is something similar to you know what arjuna was saying that yes what you are saying is so true but then it's difficult for me to practice i am when i see bhishma getting killed how am i to solace that just the body is changing i am attached to that body to that person so likewise it is natural while we are in this bodily concept of life in this material world with this material consciousness we will there is no shortcut we can always have some quick fix solution but quick fix solution is a quick fix solution if you are looking for a permanent solution which is addressing the root cause it will take time we are following a process which is authorized but while we are following this process we have to tolerate that's what even krishna says krishna did not deny yes he said it's a fact because you are in bodily concept of life there must be suffering because we are materially attached because we are in material consciousness there will be anger there will be fear there will be anxiety in fact the more we want to come out of it more sincerely we should practice the principles of krishna consciousness that should be a motivation for us that if i become a nice devotee i will come out of all this shortcomings in my behavior i am chanting and following krishna consciousness but unable to control the anger because of it i have lost good relationship with my family members kindly advise 
initially when we come to krishna consciousness it's a mix of many many things as i said people will sometimes criticize people will pass some sarcastic remarks and we ourselves will find ourselves neither here nor there sometimes when we see temple devotees we know okay they are full time devotees at least they are practicing krishna consciousness and here i am neither i am like my friends who are completely materialistic nor i am like a devotee who is fully krishna conscious you know serving the lord 24 hours a day so we may pass through a stage where we might feel that i am neither here nor there or having legs in two boats it is a scenario which you will pass through but for sure if we endure if we tolerate very soon you will find yourself predominantly in one boat just like i gave the example of my senior in college his name was minocha he had decided come what may he will practice krishna consciousness there were people who were passing sarcastic remarks but he was not deterred he was not affected by such remarks so when we elevate our consciousness come to spiritual platform and by the way spiritual platform is not something which is a future post dated check it is not a zero one logic one fine day after 30 years 40 years 50 years of practice you will come to spiritual and that day at that time you will not be unaffected by anger and things like no it is not a zero one logic just like it is not black or white there are many many shades of gray between black and white so likewise every step we take everything we achieve in krishna consciousness it is taking us towards that spiritual platform the more we move towards that platform just like the shades of gray to that extent we will experience relief from these base qualities in our character and behavior this question is from rohit bhalera when we are tolerant many time people take it as we are very soft and can misuse it how do we find right balance of being tolerant but also ensure we are not exploited while we are practicing krishna consciousness we need guidance of experienced devotees many times we have a sentimental understanding of things just like the sentimental understanding of thing would be if someone slaps on one cheek you can show the other cheek that's not what krishna consciousness is all about in fact the whole gita was spoken in the battle of kurukshetra where arjuna was reluctant to fight and the whole thing was spoken to inspire arjuna to do his duty even though it is tantamount to killing his own near and dear ones so killing violence aggression all has a place but we need some guidance some mature understanding even chastisement even retaliating have a place but but we need some guidance so if you are in a situation where strongly in dilemma and it is affecting you very badly try if you can take guidance from the devotees whom you are regularly in touch with 
otherwise find out such devotee and take guidance on a regular basis you will get more practical tips on how to deal with situations this question is from devansh more how much to tolerate especially when one is trying to bring discipline in their children as i mentioned as parents as teachers we have to at times even be harsh to correct them prabhupad chastised his disciples at times was angry at them for their correction so the session is not about tolerate everything this reminds me of a prayer which is called the serenity prayer the prayer goes something like this i may not remember the exact words but i'll share with you the essence of that prayer oh lord let me change things which i can change oh lord let me tolerate things which i cannot change it's a fact that in life there are many things which we can change the children are unruly we can correct them we can chastise them we can uh, we can do something about they mending their ways and there are also situations in life which we want to change but we can't just like this current pandemic everyone wants this pandemic to end but then we have to tolerate so oh lord let me tolerate things which i cannot change let me change things which i can in life always there are things which we can change we can do something about and there are things which we have no option but to tolerate now the next question is what to change and what to tolerate this is something similar which is being asked how much to tolerate what to tolerate what to not tolerate and work towards changing that particular situation or a person or a behavior so the serenity prayer says oh lord let me change things which i can let me tolerate things which i can't and oh lord give me the intelligence give me the wisdom give me the good sense to differentiate what i have to tolerate and what i have to change many times if we try to change things which we have to tolerate we will be frustrated and we will spoil a person if we tolerate what actually we should strive to change just like in this case of children they are not doing homework they are very very frivolous they want to play the whole day now one thing is you tolerate that behavior as a as a parent and who knows you may spoil the child so you should do something about it to drive the right values in the child so that's why it said we can change things we can tolerate few things and lord has to guide us we can beg the lord for the discrimination uh, for that discernment for that discrimination what to tolerate and what to change this question is from muskan mittal 
when all people irritate you sometimes i think i am a problem actually when we consider that i am no good i am a problem i am the cause of all the thing it is quite possible that we will lose our self esteem lose confidence in ourselves and feel ourselves as losers devotees of the lord are not losers they understand that yes it's a fact that we suffer because of our past deeds even though somebody is troubling me he a devotee may think that he is not the ultimate cause is the immediate cause but then does not curse himself that i am no good i am good for nothing i am so fallen he understand it's because of past deeds in the past in ignorance i have done so many wrong thing because of which i am suffering so to curse oneself whereby one's self esteem confidence in oneself also gets eroded is not very good this question is from sarbani mukherjee is it true that if we cry or become very sad about our parents who have passed away it will affect them negatively i am not very sure how will it affect them but it is natural as as human beings to experience grief experience pain because of our attachments but there are many instructions of the lord in the bhagavad gita how we have to regulate our attachments attachments will always result in pain and grief the more we are attached more will be the pain so in the bhagavad gita krishna says that how we should strive to have lord as a focal point the center in our lives and around the life around the lord we can build if other person becomes the center point of all my attachment then definitely in the long run we will experience grief and pain so it is natural as human beings to experience some grief when some are near and dear ones pass away but uh, keeping the instructions of bhagavad gita we can uh, we can understand what is the right way to go about handling that situation what should be our thinking what should be our feeling and what should be our willing this question is from virendra i am unable to attend even online satsang nowadays due to long time work hours i am lacking in sadhu sangha these days which is important in progress of bhakti and how devotee association develops yes one can be in challenging circumstances where it's difficult for us to even find time for chanting for reading for hearing and all that but fortunately you know we have just like uh we have these days you know sessions happening on youtube we can always catch up later on if we don't have dedicated time we can try hearing such lectures while we are traveling or worst scenario while we are having our food although that's not the best scenario we should focus on our eating but then in case uh, we haven't got any time we all have to uh, eat all have to have prasadam we all have to travel to our workplace 
we can utilize this time. This is a kind of a worst scenario where we can't find dedicated time for these activities. This question is from Deepti Mehta. If we are too tolerant, people think us to be fools, then what to do? That's why I'm saying we don't have to be too tolerant. Sometimes we have to do about, go about bringing about a change in that person, in that situation. We don't have to always tolerate. That's why I said the serenity prayer. And uh, sometimes there are situations which we have to tolerate and we need find discretion, discrimination, what to tolerate, what to change. I gave example of children. If they are very playful, they don't do their homework, then we don't have to tolerate. So there is something called as our consciousness in the background. If we are Krishna conscious, have a Krishna conscious, even we may not, suppose somebody is not, we have lent money to someone and he is not paying us back. Yes, as far as thinking is concerned, I am going through a painful situation. I can always see that I am suffering because of my own misdeeds. But externally, I may not tell that person. I still, as a matter of duty, will ask my money. I will chase and and do whatever is required to get my money back. But worst scenario, if I don't get my money back, I will not be completely devastated because I have in my background that whatever I am going through is sanctioned by the Lord based on my karma. And without getting disempowered, frustrated, angry and not taking any steps, feel completely dejected, demoralized, morose. Rather, we think and be proactive in taking whatever needs to be done in that particular situation. So in practical life, what we are sharing this is not that we have to just tolerate if we see holistically, we are getting a picture that human form, let me just summarize for all of you. Although it may look like there is apparent contradiction in what we have so far discussed. On one side, we are saying we should tolerate, the other side, we are saying that no, we should also not tolerate everything and strive to bring about some change. Overall, what Prabhupada is saying that human life is very precious. We should not endeavor too much to settle down peacefully in this material world just like the example of the bogey you're traveling from place a to place b it's a journey while you are in that journey there will be some inconvenience take that inconvenience in stride and never miss that ultimately you're going to the final destination the final destination is spiritual elevation to krishna consciousness to come out of this material world to go back to our original home. That's the final destination. While we are in this material world, there will be ups and downs. There will be good and bad. There will be fame and infamy. To some extent, we have to tolerate. Why we have to tolerate? Knowing that when we are in a bogey, there is some bit of uncleanness. We don't focus completely, invest all our energy in keeping that compartment all pick and span painting the walls. We know that it's a journey and we focus on the main thing that is the destination, the reason why we are traveling. 
Having said that, when someone troubles us, one thing is we can you know, retaliate, we feel anger, we, he has messed up my life, he is the cause. A devotee thinks that whatever is coming in his life is actually because of his karma. That's why we see everyone is enjoying or suffering differently. Some people have all good relations, people respect them, practically apparently things are all fine with them in terms of their relationship with other people and some people find themselves in situation where everyone is troubling them. So all of us are getting what is due to us based on our past karmic reaction. A devotee thinks like that, he doesn't, is full of anger and retaliation and as a matter of duty whatever needs to be done he does it in, in an empowered state. So that is the thing and as I mentioned, always in life there are some things which we can change, some things we have to tolerate, we have no option and we can always seek the blessings of Lord so that we can discriminate rightly what we should change and what we should tolerate.